It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning, everyone. Welcome again to Lake Hits Happenings. Bruce Carlstrom here, and we have a guest today back with us, Lake City Mayor Mark Nichols. And Mark, welcome back to Lake Hits Happenings. Boy, I tell you what, it was a muggy day on Wednesday. It's cooling off a little bit, but you just wanted to go run in the lake and jump in. Oh, Uh, my goodness, was it ever. And now we have an opportunity coming up. Actually, there's two different opportunities coming up. One of them is called Fishing with the Fuzz. Fill me in on what that is. Well, first of all, it's just great that our our police department is doing this pretty much on their own time, an event for children called Fishing with the Fuzz. Now, as I talked to the chief this week, it's full. They had that type of turnout or attendance that have applied for slots. So they're full, unfortunately, but it's just an interesting way to get the kids out. The police are around, they're fishing. We're excited about this. Well, maybe that'll become an annual event and they'll be able to somehow expand so more kids can be involved. In yes. That. That's tomorrow. Yes. All right. Then, speaking of jumping in the lake. <laughs> Sunday, we've been talking about it here on Lake Hits 95, a thing called Floatapalooza. What's that all about? Well, it started, uh, gosh, you know, with, with COVID, was it four years ago or five? But it started a few years back. And really the genesis was was my wife, uh, Kathy. She, um, she recognized that this was a cool trend, these big floats. They're foam floats, they're long, various sides. The kids love them. And so she actually went out and talked with the manufacturer and did a deal where I believe it's been a few years now that we were able to get a hundred of these and we sold them at a discount. They sold completely out. And when we had an event and Floatapalooza is a get together, there's music, there's children events. It's just fun. And and this year, which is Sunday, the 15th, it'll be held at Hoaxilla Park from one till four. The Hoaxilla Park Beach. It's a great beach. The city has a beach groomer that takes good care of it. And I, I know that there's going to be a magician there or a puppeteer, a storyteller. There's going to be a food truck. So you'll be able to go uh, give away prizes for those who attend. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to come with a big mat or even a flotation device or bring an old inner tube. That's fine. Or just get down there with the family and enjoy the beautiful place Hoaxilla is and the Hoaxilla beaches. Yes, and the weather looks perfect. And a lot of people have attended this each and every year. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if you're listening from out of town, come to Lake City. We'd love to have you here, too, to enjoy our beautiful Hoaxilla Park. That's in a different location this year. Yes, yes. Because of our our park where we typically have it called Ahuda Park is under construction, we moved it out to Hoaxilla. And so that's where it is, Hoaxilla Park, right on the north edge. Watch for the signs on Highway 61 and you'll be able to find it. That runs from 1 to 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Correct. Hope to see you there. And, you know, one of the things that's been a concern for anybody that's been out on the lake or the river is the amount of algae. Yes, Yes. And are we in better shape now? Well, we are. It's it's interesting when you look at Lake Pepin, one of the the widest parts of the Mississippi, uh, technically the widest navigable part of of the Mississippi. It is a it, the current slows down dramatically. So when you have low rain, we're in a drought and you have uh, the currents dropping, you will have algae blooms. Now, if you look at the bad stuff called 
bacteria. Since they've been keeping records, which of course 1900s or so, now before that it was cleaner, of course, but the bacteria count in Lake Pepin is the lowest it's been since they've been keeping records. So, so the bad stuff, when I was a kid growing up in Lake Pepin, it was common to have swimmer's itch or rashes or ear infections. And gosh, I hate to even say this, but that was common back in the 60s. Well, that's gone. And so as we had, uh, geez, we had over two inches of rain this week, uh, you'll notice a substantial increase in the current and relative to what the current typically is and uh, the flush out of that algae. So the, the swimming is, is pretty good now. So the uh, lake is as good as it's been since Mark was a lad back in the <laughs> 1860s. That's right. All right. <laughs> Well, I know we have to talk a little bit about what's going on in City Hall. And when Rob Keene was here a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the sitting city budgeting process. Mm -hmm. And I bet you you can give us an update. Well, yes, we're working on that. Uh, at our next meeting, we have to set the levy. Now, the levy cannot exceed whatever number we set in September. It can actually come down. And it could come down because uh, we're waiting to get the tax valuations, which establishes what we call tax capacity. It's a complicated formula, but we're working on that. Uh, what's interesting for us right now is that the federal government is working on their infrastructure bill. And a part of that bill provides for electric vehicle charging stations. It's a big part of that bill. That bill will be probably close to a trillion dollars or more. It's passed the Senate. It has to get through the House. And we'll see what that means. But for Lake City, we will get funding from the federal government for electrical vehicle charging. And that brings up a question of where, when, how large of charging stations. But whether you believe in this or not, it's coming. And as a city, we have to plan for that. So that's, it's actually pretty exciting. Well, there are sort of advantages, I would think, to having those in your community. I, do, I don't have an electric car, but I guess if I did, I would perhaps need to put some juice in it, and mm -hmm. it takes a while. So you yes. find a charging station in this community as opposed to driving out of town, and what do you do when you're charging your car? Mm -hmm. Well, you may walk around, you may shop, you may have dinner. And so there, it is an economic boom, perhaps, for the community. Yes, yes. So that, that'll be an exciting uh, initiative that we'll be discussing through the fall. What else? I, I thought in the bill that there was talk about uh, Internet or Wi-Fi to mm -hmm. everyone in the world, or country anyway. Yeah, I haven't looked at the details on that, but there is there's a big push in the bill to increase effectiveness and efficiency of broadband communication, so basically internet access in the rural areas. So that's that's all good for us because we have a lot of that area. Well, and we do know that when COVID hit last year, we found that while most people did have access to broadband and Wi-Fi and computers, there were some there were some cases where that wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. So that I think is what's driving this uh, hoping that education will continue a little smoother if we ever have another coronavirus or something similar. Okay, so we're talking about a levy increase. Mm -hmm. Rob Keene talked about it a little bit before. What kind of numbers are we looking at at this preliminary stage? 
Yep, I'm glad you emphasized that preliminary because there hasn't been a decision made, but the city proposed a 6.06 increase in the levy. Now that doesn't mean a 6% increase in your tax. However, and, and this is pretty anecdotal, is I'm hearing that many, many property owners have had their home values increased. In other words, their valuation increased at the county level. And that means typically an increase in overall property tax. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see where that comes. We haven't heard where the county will be at for property tax, where the high school, or excuse me, the, the school district will be at for property tax. So all those, those three components, plus some other complicated components will affect the outcome on property tax. I've been very proud of the, for four years, we've kept that approximately three and a half percent. It's not a big, big number, but it's always something I'm very cautious about is anytime we increase the levy, it has to be used for those basic services or expenses like streets. And that's a big one. Uh, we live in the Midwest, up in, up in Minnesota. Our streets don't have the life that typical streets have across the country, you know, because of basically because of the weather, frost. So we have to stay on our streets. And that's a big one for us. I will mention that at the end of 2022, we're going to see our debt budget drop dramatically as a few of those street projects that we did years ago are paid for. Right now, our debt service is approximately $600,000 a year for our street projects. That'll be dropping down to $300,000. So we're excited about that. But guess what? In three years, we're going to do another neighborhood. And so this is a revolving situation. But I'm really proud that our city's in good financial shape. Well, you talked about uh, in the previous years, we've looked at a 3.5% levy, mm -hmm. and now we're looking at 6 point something. Mm -hmm. How does that 6 point something compare to our neighboring communities? We, we are still have a lower tax rate overall than our neighboring communities. We've, we've been very fortunate because, of course, we own our electrical utility system and our marina and a couple other what we call enterprise funds. Those profits or net income off those enterprise funds go straight to paying down down, you know, lowering our budget. So in the state of Minnesota last year, and give me a little room on this, the increases on the levies have been averaging about 6%. This is in the past, and we've been in that 3.5%. So we're, again, really trying to keep our spending down. And I just want to rephrase that just because the levy may go up up to 6% from 3.5, it doesn't mean that our property taxes are going up. In fact, it's possible that in a year where it's 3.5% levy, your property taxes could go down. It depends on those other factors, such as the school district in Wabasha County. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the fact that you're being able to reduce the amount of debt load that you have would have an effect on the amount that you mm -hmm. need in your budget. So I think we just say, stay tuned for more information. <laughs> yes. We'll bring back Rob Keene. We'll bring back you, Mayor Mark Nichols, and we'll talk more about it as the information becomes more concrete. Yes. Thank you, Bruce. It's complicated, and I, I appreciate that you're uh, that we're, we're together attempting to, to get this information out. All right. Well, thank you much, Mark Nichols, uh, Mayor of Lake City. And thank you for listening to Lake Hits Happenings. Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.